tonight I want to continue our thoughts on God is greater than, and you fill in the blank. God is greater than. God is greater than any worry you have, anything that you face, whatever you can think up to fill in that blank. God is greater. He's omnipotent. He is all-powerful. Uh, he has that power inside of himself, and, and it comes and works according to his nature. And he says in the Old Testament, he asks the prophet Jeremiah, is there anything too hard for me? And Jeremiah goes, no. Jesus in the New Testament asks it and says, if you believe there's nothing impossible for God, that God is greater than. And we've heard so many messages uh, really since earlier this year on, on all the things that God is greater than. And, and, I, and I shared even last time that we talked in the infamous 10-minute sermon that is becoming famous, and this will be longer than 10 minutes, I'm sorry, but um, the blank here is what we usually focus on in our lives. We focus on the blank more than we focus on God, because God is greater than whatever we're going through, but it's so much easier for us to focus on what we're going through, and it's because we live in this world. It's because we, 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 we see with our eyes, how big that thing that is staring in our face is. And we realize that, man, God is big, but so is this thing. And so we, we get used to operating in the world, and we know how things work in the world, and so that looks really big to us. But the reality is that you and I weren't created for this world. And that's what we talked about, that we were created for a relationship with God. Do you realize that we were created for the Garden of Eden? That God created us to walk with Him in the Garden, and that, that yes, we fell and, and sin definitely has marred that image of God in us, but it hasn't erased it. We are still designed, that destiny inside of us, to have that relationship with God, to be friends with God, to be in connection with Him, to have the power of the Holy Spirit working through us. We need to live in the right environment because the devil is constantly trying to get us to the wrong environment. Just like a plant that is planted somewhere where it shouldn't be planted. It's not the right environment. You know, we have to know, should there be sun? Should there be shade? What kind of moisture does it need? But, but the devil tries to get us out of our proper environment. And we have to say, I need to be with God, as Paul said in Acts chapter 18. For in him we live and move and have our being. And we've talked about focusing on that relationship with God the last time we were together. But I also want to talk to you tonight and take it a step further because we know that we're meant for a relationship with God. And I believe that probably everybody in this room at least knows about God. If, doesn't, if you don't have a personal relationship with him, at least you know about him. So why is it so hard, even as Christians that have gone to church so many years, have known the Lord for so long, that we still think these things are greater than God. We're still focused on the problems that come up throughout our week. And we think, wow, that's so big. But God says he's greater than anything we face. Why do we focus on it? Let me tell you. The enemy comes in, and he has a top 100 list. And so he starts counting down to you all the reasons that this is great. Now, God is greater. Because we would all say, is God greater than any worry I have? We'd say, absolutely. He is greater. But the devil comes into our lives on a, on a personal level, and he says, um, God's greater but you know what? It's not going to work for you. Because you're not strong enough. You don't have the resources that you need. 
you know what? No one in your family has ever beat this before, so why should you? And he starts going down the list until he gets to the number one. And he says, you know what? You're really not worthy. And he goes down and he says all these things. And it doesn't even take him to get very far when we say, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And that's the enemy's trick in our life. Because when we worship, like we worship tonight, I don't know about you, but I could believe God for anything. He is the great I am. But then when I get alone and the enemy starts speaking to me and he starts going through this list, all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you're right. He is, but not for me. And what I love about God is God doesn't come in with the top 100 reasons why. You know what he does? He comes in and he says, forget about that. I am the great I am. You're not worthy, but I count you as worthy. No one in your family has ever gotten through this, but you know what? You don't belong to your family anymore. You're a child of mine. You're right. You don't have the strength to get through what you think you have to get through. But you know what? I'll give you my strength. I'll give you my power. I'll give you my resources. I am the great I am. And I wanted you to get a hold of this tonight. So I'm going to ask you to open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1. And I want to look at a passage of scripture that has been so in my mind and heart the past few weeks. I can't tell you. And, and, and again, I, I haven't met with uh, Pastor Jonathan, but I want to tell you the songs we sang tonight just flow right with it. And we're going to worship the Lord at the end of our time together. But I just want you to get this in your heart. This prayer of the man of God, Paul, for the Ephesian church. And God leaves it in the word for us because it's a prayer for you and for me, for our church, for our lives. Here it is. Ephesians chapter 1, beginning of verse 15. Ever since I heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people everywhere, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might, know, might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light Excuse me, so that you can understand the confident hope he has given you to those who are called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for those who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he's far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. If you break down this passage into two parts, Paul is trying to pray two things for them. We prayed them tonight, and it's because it's been on my heart and on my mind. But two things that he wants you to know, and you can write these down. He says, first of all, I want you to know God. The first verse is 15 through 18. I want you to know God. And then second, I want you to know how great God is. 19 through 23. That's what he says. I want you to get spiritual illumination. I want you to get a revelation of who he is. I want you to have the wisdom and the understanding of this. I don't know about you, but I love it when God reveals something to me. 
when I'm in worship or I'm in his presence and all of a sudden like, I know something. It's like it's supernatural. He reveals himself. And, and Paul's saying, I want you to know God that way. I want him to reveal himself to you. I want you to know God. And this is not a knowing that is based on your IQ, on your intellect, on your ability. It's not that kind of knowledge. It's something much deeper than that. It's a knowledge that only comes from the Holy Spirit. He says, I want you to know, I want him to reveal himself to you. This is an interesting prayer for the Ephesians because it's one of the most mature churches out there. Paul has spent more time at the Ephesian church than anywhere else in his ministry. He has developed that church more, taught that church more, been with that church more. And here he's saying, I want you to know Christ. They all knew Christ. We know Christ. But that's not what Paul's talking about. Not just about knowing him. It's to be dazzled by the glory of God. That you would really know him. That you would know him more and grow in him. That your heart would be full. Not just your mind, but that your heart would be full. He says in, in, the, in the NLT that we just read that our hearts would be flooded with light. In other translations, maybe your translation, it says that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened. Not a physical eyes that we see, but, but the eyes of our heart that we might see who God is. That we would love God more, that we would want more of God. That's what Paul is saying here. I want you to know God. I want you to know Him more and more and more. And look at verse 18 with me. Verse 18 says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light. So you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called. His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. What does he want us to know? First of all, he wants us to know hope. You see that in, in verse 18. He wants you to know hope. And I don't know where you sit tonight and, and what you're facing and what you're going through. But a lot of times the devil robs us of hope. As he begins to list the hundred reasons why. It doesn't work for you. He's robbing you of hope. And God says, no, I want you to have hope in me. I want you to know me so deep. I want you to be so close to me, so full of the power of the Holy Spirit that you have hope. I want you to know, it also says in that, that, that verse 18, I want you to know that you're my children. That anyone who believes in me, you are called, you are my children. I want you to know that you belong to me. You don't belong to the enemy. You don't belong to the world. You don't belong to the situation you're going through. You belong to the great I am. And because of that, what does he say? He says that now we have this rich and glorious inheritance in Christ. Because we belong to God, we have this rich and glorious inheritance that you might know the riches of your glorious inheritance, he says. That I belong to God. That I might know him in this way. That I might walk in his power. That I might walk in his victory. That I don't belong to the world. I don't belong to my problems. I don't belong to the enemy. But that I have a new attitude. That I know God. And I know that I belong to him. And that's the first thing that he prays. But it goes beyond just knowing God. What does he say? He says, I want you to know how great he is. I want you to know him how great he is. Verse 19, I also pray. In the second part of the prayer. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him is an exceeding power. It's beyond the ability to comprehend. If you translated this from the Greek, it would literally be this, a power that exceeds greatness. That you would know God whose power exceeds greatness. I want you to think about the power of God just for a moment. That you would know his power. That you would know him, but you would know how awesome he is. That the same power 
that I speak words tonight, but God spoke words and created the heavens and the earth. That's power. That same power. That same power that delivered the children of Israel over and over and over again. The mighty working God of the Old Testament that parted the Red Sea. That power that you know the power of Jesus and what he did. But most of all, the power that raised Jesus from the dead. I want you to think about that same power. He says, I want you to know how powerful and awesome he is. The power that took him from this earth and seated him next to the heavenly father with all power and authority. The power that defeated the enemy. The power that brought victory. The power that makes God omnipotent. The power that makes him greater than whatever we face. Paul says, I want you to know the power of God in your hearts. I want you to know God. I'm praying this because Paul can't preach it anymore. It's kind of like me right now. I'm trying to preach it, but it's like unless the Holy Spirit reveals this to you, you'll never get it. Who he is, how great he is, how awesome he is. Verse 20, the same power, this is the same mighty power, verse 20, that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. He says that I've seated him, and I put a chair up here, I've seated him in heavenly realms. There's something different about Jesus than any earthly power, than anything you face. There's a divine position, there's a divine power, it's a place of distinction and honor and privilege and dominion. That's where Jesus sits. That's the power that he has. That he rules over every power in the world, in this world, in the world to come. He's far above any power. Look at verse 22. It says, God has put all of th- excuse me, God has put all things under the authority of Christ, and he's made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. That Jesus is seated up here, and, and, and every power is under his feet. And I want you to think about that. And why? For your benefit and my benefit, for the benefit of the church. That's who, that's who Jesus is, that's the power that he has. And when we are connected with him, we are associated with that power. And so we've got to get that in our hearts and minds. So when I'm connected to God, and if you think about it, he's the head of the church. Is there a closer relationship than the head to the body? I mean, he is in power, and we share in that power. We know that we share in that power in the future, in the age to come, but it says right here we share in that power right now. That you and I share in the power of God. And when we begin to think about how great God is and how awesome he is, there's no way to really comprehend it. There's no way to really get in our heart and mind unless the Holy Spirit comes to reveal it to you. And so I just want you to begin to think differently when you worship and when you pray. I want you to begin to think about, because a lot of times we think I'm praying for this thing and I'm I'm down here on earth and I'm praying about this thing. But we need to repicture what we're doing. We're not just down here going through what we're going through. I want you to think of the Jefferson's theme song, Moving On Up. We're moving on up. We're moving on up in our prayer life, in our authority, that we're moving on up 
to where Jesus is. And we're not down there anymore asking and begging, but we are at the throne where there's all dominion, all power, everything's under his feet, and I'm going to have a whole new attitude of praying. There's going to be a whole new authority in what I'm saying. And I'm going to begin to picture myself in the, the authority of Christ as joint heirs with Jesus. And then I'm going to begin to walk in that authority. I'm going to begin to speak in that authority and live in that authority and in the inheritance that I have as a child of God. i got to tell you, this has changed the way I pray. That when I pray for somebody, I don't just pray, oh God, and just focus on the check mark. No, God, you are greater than. I'm moving up to a different realm to say, God, you're greater than cancer. God, you are greater than what I'm going through. You're greater than bankruptcy. God, you're greater. And God, you could take anything and change it and turn it around and make it good. Because God, you're the great redeemer. You have all power, all authority. You spoke the heaven and earth into existence. God, you can surely do this. You raised Jesus from the dead and you put him up there. And you say, I am joint heirs with him. Let's move on up. Let's move on up. When we pray, when we think, when we speak, let's move on up. And you say, well, I don't feel that way. I don't feel like that, Pastor Darrell. I know that you're preaching. I don't feel like I can move on up. I don't feel like I've got that power. And, and, and we have to realize that it's not about us. Because you don't have the power. You know, it's funny. The devil's a liar. But I want to tell you, some of these things he says sounds pretty true, don't they? But I know who is the great I am. And when I can't, he can. When I won't, he will. And I know who God is. And you know what Jesus says at the end of his life? He says, I want you to wait. Go to Jerusalem and wait. And I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And he's going to give you power. To change the group of teenage fishermen into creatures of the gospel that change the world. And I think, you know what? I think we just don't wait on the Holy Spirit enough. We don't pray bold enough. We don't believe that, that God's going to fill us with the power of the Holy Spirit and speaking in other tongues and, and walking in that authority as a believer, that full gospel. I, I want to tell you that I want it all. The, the more I live, the longer I live, the longer I preach, the longer I pastor, it's like, I don't want to just go through the motions. I want it all. Every worship time, every service, every sermon, every prayer time, I want it all, God. Whatever you got for me, I want it all. And God, if I have to wait for you, I will wait for you. But I'm not going to live down here anymore. I'm going to move on up to where I belong, where you are, where you invite me up. Because I'm not strong enough. But he says, partake in my victory. I've already established your victory, so partake in my victory and we'll see the power of God in us. You know, the Bible says that we don't seek signs and wonders, but that signs and wonders follow us. And I believe that as we walk in this power and authority, that signs and wonders will follow us wherever we go. That we will see lives transformed. We will see people healed, saved, delivered. We will see that again. We've got to get it into our hearts. That He is the great I Am. And stop believing the enemy. And stop living like everyone else lives. And believe that we are children of God with a great inheritance. I invite Jonathan to come up, but I want to tell a story from Marky, our, our seven-year-old. We were praying the other night, and he said something so profound, it blew me away. I was, I was praying with him, and he was praying this really bold prayer the night before. I mean, this is really bold. And I loved it. I mean, it was like a spirit of faith in this little boy. And he's just praying it. And I'm like, Mark, do you believe that? He says, yes. And this is what he said. This is a seven-year-old boy. 
He said, Daddy, God's answers are always bigger than my prayers. Wow. Wow. I'm like, that's it. God's answers are always bigger than our prayers. Because he is greater. He's greater than whatever we can even ask for. Whatever we could think, whatever we can imagine, whatever we can come up with in our head, he's greater. God's answers are always greater than our prayers. And I don't know about you, but this prayer of Paul has gotten inside of my spirit. And he says, I want you to know God. But not just in a way that you study so you get smarter. No, I want you to know a way. Because this has nothing to do with your IQ. It has nothing to do with how smart you are. This is about God revealing himself to you. I want you to know God. But I want you to just not know him. I want you to know how awesome he is. How great he is. I want you to know that he is seated up here. Not for his purpose, but for the, the benefit of the church. For the benefit of your life. That I'm going to stop seeing myself living down there. And I'm going to start seeing that, you know what? Everything's under his feet. Not under my feet, but it's under his feet. So I know who I can talk to. And his power can come in. I believe in Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2. I believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I believe in speaking in other tongues. I believe in healing. I believe in prophecy. I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I believe in signs and wonders. And I want you to get something inside your heart that says, I believe too. I believe too. I believe that God will fill me. I believe that God, his, God, his presence will be revealed to me. I believe that I know him now. I'm not saying anybody's not saved. I know that you know, but that I want to know him. I want to know him. I want to really know him. Would you stand with me tonight? I want to pray with you that you might know him. I want to pray that prayer of Paul. And Pastor Jonathan is going to lead us in, in the great I am again. And I just want us to have a little time with God. And tonight, I also, you know, I, I, I want us just to have a few moments where we're just alone with the Lord, too. I don't want us to, like, rush through the song and, and leave. I want us to really say, God, I want to know you. I want to know your power. And so if you need to get on your knees before the Lord, if you need to come up or go into the back or wherever, I want you to say, God, I want to know you. God, our heart tonight is to know you. God, we've looked at your word tonight. We have believed the enemy far too long. We have heard why this doesn't work for us. God, we know that you are greater. We know that in our mind. We know that. But God, for some reason, we don't believe it for our lives. But tonight, God, we know that, God, you are greater. That the enemy is a liar. He's a deceiver. And that you are greater than anything we face. That you are seated in a place of honor and distinction and power and authority and dominion. And you're seated there for our benefit and our victory. And you invite us to come up. And so, Lord, we will pray boldly. We will live boldly. We will preach boldly. We will pray boldly. And, God, I just pray in these next few moments we would just get to know you. God, that we would just get to know you better. God, there's nothing else I can say. But Holy Spirit, you can reveal. You can reveal yourself. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. I want to be close. Close to your side. Say heaven is real. 
Death is a lie. I want to hear voices of angels above singing as one. Hallelujah. Holy, holy God Almighty, the great I am, and who is worthy, none beside thee, God Almighty. The great I am, the great I am. I want to be near near to your heart, loving the world and hating the dark. I want to see dry bones living again and singing as one in hallelujah. God Almighty, the great I am, and who is worthy, none beside thee, God Almighty, the great I am, the great Let's just sing that bridge. It says, the mountains shake before you. Sing it with me. The mountains shake before you. Their demons run and flee. Have the mention of your name, King of Majesty. There is no power in hell or any who can stand before the power and the presence of the great I am. The mountains shake before you, their demons run and flee. At the mention of your name, King of Majesty, because there is no power in hell or any who can stand before the power and the presence of the great I am, the great I am, the great I am. Yeah, you're the great I am. You're the great I am. You're the great I am. Yeah. 
and hallelujah, holy, holy, God almighty, the great I am, and who is worthy, none beside thee, and God almighty, the great I am. Let's just sing it again. And hallelujah, and holy, holy, and God almighty, the great I am. And who is worthy, none beside thee, and God Almighty, the great I am, oh Lord, the great I am, oh yes you are, oh God, show the great I am, oh God, show the great I am. Oh, you're the great I am. I bless you. Hallelujah. I want you to pray and believe tonight in a new way. That you are no longer powerless. You are no longer insufficient. You are no longer weak. But I want you just to move up right now, even in your prayer. And just in just a quiet moment, just move up and realize that you are a child of God. God says, I want you to know me. I want you to know that I am seated high above every ruler, every authority, not just in the age to come, but even now that I have put the enemy, all enemies, under my feet. That there is nothing, there is nothing, there is nothing too difficult. I want you to remember that He is the same God that created the heavens and the earth. That He is the same God who parted the Red Sea. He's the same God who fed the 5,000. He's the same God who raised the dead. He is the God that rose from the dead and is seated at the right hand of God. That's who you're praying to. That's who you're believing. Reveal that to us. Reveal that to us, Holy Spirit. Show us in our hearts. Open the eyes of our hearts. Illuminate our hearts, God, to that understanding. To that prayer of Paul 2,000 years ago. That is still your heart cry today, that your people would know you, that your people would have your power at work in their lives. I thank you, Jesus, that you have placed us in a new place tonight, and God, that you're doing a new work. Just feel led to do this, and, and I'm going to do this, and. and it may be for someone who's here, but uh, it may be we are now uh, streaming live on, on the internet, all of our services, and so if maybe you're watching, but I just want to say that 
maybe in your heart you, you know God or have known God or know about God, but you say, I don't know God. I don't have that personal relationship with Him. And tonight I just want to invite you, if you do not have a relationship with God, whether you're listening or watching or, or you're here tonight, and you do not have a relationship with God, I invite you tonight to come into the relationship because that's what you were created for. You were created to, to die in sin in this world. Jesus Christ came because he loved you so much and he died on a cross for your sin. And that by believing that God raised him from the dead and confessing that with your mouth, you will be saved and you'll be right with God. And I invite you to come into that relationship tonight with God. And so I'm asking you to bow your heads and your, your hearts with me tonight. And, 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 and maybe you're far from God tonight and you just want to come back or maybe you just want to recommit that to, to God. I want you to do it tonight. And would you repeat this prayer after me? Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I need your forgiveness. I believe that you died for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I now invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen. Ten. It wasn't until I got married that I started to bulk up, but I'm sorry, honey. But God, God, at the age of ten, uttered my name across the courts of heaven and your name. Because you see, that's the only way you get in. You let God plant that seed of forgiveness into your life. And I just want to challenge you this morning. I'm going to ask Jonathan if he would come. There he is. If he would come and begin to play this song, I'm Forgiven. And as we sing that song, I want you to just kind of, kind of think about your situation. Where are you in this forgiveness picture. Have you accepted Christ as Lord and Savior of your life? Have you asked God to forgive you? Have you prayed the sinner's prayer? If you have, that is awesome, and I praise God. Where are you in the growth process? Which of the, uh, which of the fruit of the Spirit are you producing on a pretty regular basis? Or are there some that are kind of shriveled up and need some help? Or maybe someone has hurt you along the path of life and you just you have such a hard time, and I thought about this even this morning, such a hard time. There have been people that have just bugged me or bothered or hurt me or taken advantage of me financially or whatever. And I just, you know, I just, all I have to do is hear their name or, or relate it to something to it. It's like something rises up and I just, oh, if I could see that person. God help me to overcome that. That's unforgiveness. That's, we need to get rid of that. Get rid of that. That will bind you up. It's like, it's like a, it becomes a seed of cancer in your spiritual life. And if you let that thing grow, you have to get rid of it. You've got to get rid of it. Maybe you accepted Christ a long time ago and it's gotten, gotten a little cold and, and a little distant. And, you know, that freshness isn't there anymore. Well, I want to encourage you. The Word of God, that Bible, that's miracle growth. These packets, if you've come to the Lord recently or maybe this will be your day, 
This packet contains a Bible and some other literature. It's going to be like miracle grow on that seed of forgiveness. You've got to feed it. You have to feed a seed for it to grow. Then you've got to feed the plant on a regular basis. You've got to have fellowship with other believers. You've got to have church. You've got to, have, you've got to give. You've got to receive. It's all part of the process. But it all starts with accepting God's forgiveness. We're going to sing this chorus. I just want you to close your eyes and, and just allow the words of this song to minister to you for just a few moments. All right? Thank you. I'm forgiven because you are forsaken. I'm accepted. You are condemned. I'm alive and well. The Spirit is within me because you died and rose again. Just sing that line again. Sing, I'm forgiven. And I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted, you are condemned, and I'm alive and well, the Spirit is within me, because you died and rose again. joy to honor you all I do I honor you just sing it again I'm forgiven because I'm forgiven because you were I'm accepted I'm accepted you were condemned think about it think about it I'm alive yes. well. Hallelujah. within me Hallelujah. because you died and rose again. Amazing love, amazing love, how can it be that you, my King, would die for me? It's my joy to honor you, amazing love. Joy to honor you in all I do. 
Father, we just honor you this morning. And Lord, in a few moments, Pastor Darrell will come, and before he provides the, gives us the blessing, Father, he's going to lead us in a very special prayer. But Father, in this moment, I pray that this church, Lord, would become a nursery for young believers, for new Christians. Father, I pray that we become a, a house of forgiveness. Lord, where people can come, sense the presence of the Almighty. Allow that seed of forgiveness to be placed deep in their spirit. And then, Father, we, as brothers and sisters in Christ, will be able to help that seed grow and flourish and begin to produce fruit of the Spirit. Father, that's our cry of my heart, the cry of Pastor Darrell's heart, the cry of Pastor Merrill, the cry of Pastor Jonathan. Father, it's our cry. Bring them in and let us love them into your kingdom. In Jesus' name. What a powerful word this morning on on one of the greatest gifts that we have as believers. I'm just going to invite you to um, keep your head bowed and your eyes closed. I just love what uh, Paul says in, in Romans, that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Your sins have been forgiven. You've been set free. And today, if you want that forgiveness, if that's something that, that you've heard about, you really want it, but you haven't accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, you can do that today. I'm going to invite you to repeat this prayer after me, and we're just going to believe that God does something in your life. He forgives you of all your sins and sets you free today. If you want to be set free, repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I'm a sinner. I need your forgiveness. I need your forgiveness. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you died for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I now invite you. I now invite you. To come into my heart and life. To come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you. I want to trust and follow you. As my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We are set free this morning. Amen. We are set free. There's forgiveness. I love that message of God. And when you know that you've been forgiven, you can forgive others. When you know that God loves you, you can love others as well. I want you to know today that God loves you. And you can walk in his forgiveness. If you did accept Jesus as your Savior, we're just going to put the uh, packets down front here. Again, a Bible. And uh, I like what Pastor Fred said, miracle grow tells you more about the Christian life, and we have some in the lobby as well at the information table. We want you to take one before you go today so that you know that you've been set free by Jesus Christ and how to walk with Him. Would you receive the blessing of the Lord as we go this morning? May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord give you His favor and give you His peace. God, I thank you for that blessing. God, I thank you for that part of the blessing that you smile every time you look at us. And God, you do that because we're forgiven. And God, I thank you that you love us so much. 
that you wash down over us with that blessing, that protection, that forgiveness, that peace, that favor. And God, that is with us all week long. God, I pray that you would keep us safe and keep us strong until we can gather together again as the church and worship you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's been good to be in the presence of the Lord. If you'd like to spend a little more time with God, you're more than welcome to do that this morning. If you need special prayer, we'll be down front to pray with you. Otherwise, go in the forgiveness of God and fellowship with one another as you go. But God bless you this morning.